Hi, it's Dustin Lanier. Thanks for listening. Please find me on LinkedIn for original public sector operations content every week. And please reach out to me if I and my team of procurement professionals at Civic Initiatives can help you be a public procurement change agent. Yesterday, I had the chance to give a speech for the Virginia Association of Governmental Purchasing in Virginia Beach about growing purchasing from procurement. They recently did a name change and asked me to talk about the topic and how purchasing and procurement relate. So this is the first 10 minutes of that speech, and I hope you enjoy. I'm going to talk about growing purchasing into procurement. The reason I switched it to a growing theme is I thought that it would give us more of a framework to flow the conversation because it's not purchasing or procurement. It's what is the role of purchasing inside of a procurement department and how do you grow a group that has maybe been responsible for that transactional set into something that's broader and what does that even mean? So we're going to talk about how do we establish this seed of this discussion because it's inside of purchasing now. If you're in a group that is very purchasing oriented, it's in the seed. So let's talk about how we establish that seed to make the process, nurture the change to make it take root, and then make it thrive through five actions. So purchasing, it fulfills our transactional responsibility. When we start a government for the first time, everybody's going to have, well, hopefully they have a purchasing department. Otherwise, it's uh, finance, uh, wearing hats and pulling the hats on and off. Purchasing allows us to be able to fairly and equitably and in the expectation of our public be able to fulfill our transaction that we've validated the submissions are correct, we let bids, we assemble requests for proposal, deal with vendor communication, awards, etc. So all of that moment around that transaction. Sometimes these conversations can feel a little emotional. It's like, well, isn't that important? It's like, well, it's super important. It's how we establish what is fair so that we're meeting that expectation of touching that public dollar and that stewardship responsibility that we have with that dollar. We're negotiating costs, we're establishing good prices, we're making sure that that money is well spent as if it was our own money. We're meeting that need of that customer who's gotta get things out the door and they're trying to execute their work, so we're fulfilling that. We're making sure that suppliers feel like they have adequate access to government and are able to participate as not only citizens but as potential suppliers so it's very important. But procurement overall is broader than the word purchasing. Purchasing is an activity inside of a procurement function. And if we don't have space or time to be able to think about whether this transaction or this set of transactions that we're completing is the best thing to do, the best use of our time, then that's why procurement shops get underwater. I have never been in a procurement shop that was not busy. Are any of you guys not busy? I have been in many that were not able to be strategic because they had not set up a process. They had never either been empowered or they didn't know the difference. And so it's always hair on fire in a shop that has that shape. What helps us build something around the purchasing function or to expand the purchasing function into a broader procurement mindset? Things like customer education, our policy manuals, our training, what is a procurement manual? The reality is almost everybody that reads procurement manuals wants to comply. They want to know how to get their stuff. I need a chair, purchasing, you make me do stuff, and then I get a chair. What do I do? So if we flip the way that we think about procurement manuals, not as a enforcement mechanism, 
but generally procurement manuals should be thought of as what do I do and what do you do and how do we do it together to advance this government? So what do I need from you in order to get your work done? How do I set your expectations on how long things take? If any of you guys are Lean Six Sigma people, there's a concept there called CPOC, which is supplier, input, process, output, customer, which is you build and you say, who's, who needs work from the people in the middle? How does their request for work come to the middle? What do I create as outputs and who receives those outputs? So that's your Lean Six Sigma lesson for the day, right? That's basically saying, if procurement can't set good relationships with end users on what the work is, then we will never be able to fulfill the expectations. Process improvement. So how does stuff come in? Could I improve the templates? Could I improve the clarity on like how to get me something? And if you get me something that's in this shape, I can take action. If you don't, then it's gonna take me a long time to take action. Data analysis, that's a skill and it's a competency and it's something that somebody has to be able to have time to do. Design thinking, a lot of times with RFPs, we have to help the business to be able to understand the shape of what they're requesting. And sometimes it's different than what they've done before. Maybe we shouldn't buy fuel with spot bids anymore. Maybe we should design something that has this shape. How have others done it? Well, there's a very consultative relationship for procurement when we're helping people to solve problems through design thinking, but that's a skill, again, right, and we have to have time to do that skill. We're managing projects, basically. We have a portfolio of work. We need to roll that portfolio of work. The end user needs to be able to know where their stuff is. In shops that aren't automated, in the shops that we've been in, I easily more than half, if not 70% of the calls into procurement is where's my stuff? Do you guys get where's my stuff emails? Well, where's my stuff is a phone call because they can't see in the system where their stuff is. And then supplier and contract management, we have to create that relationship that we are a good partner for the supplier community and that the supplier community both has the characteristics and the redundancy that our leadership expects to have and that's something that has to be created and developed. Engaging the supplier community and managing that output all the way through contract management because it's not just acquiring the good or service, it's making sure that we got the good and service to the place that it was supposed to be in the commitment. Not every procurement shop deals with contract management, but if procurement doesn't deal with contract management, then legal does. And when a contract management becomes legal, then they hear it's legal, they have their legal involved, and everyone goes to their corner. So contract management is a procurement exercise. So let's have a consultative relationship with our business. The NASPO guys know Sean Carroll from uh, New York. I did an interview with him a couple years ago, and he, on the fly, came up with a an analogy that I've kind of refined and used over the years. The four stages to dinner. You're calling your significant other and they're on the way. You need some things in order to make sure that we get it. Number one, go to Kroger and get red onions and asparagus. Two, go to the store and get $20 of whatever vegetables are a good deal. Three, we're having chopped salad, but we only have lettuce. Four, I'm on keto and I hate all the food. So there's a progression here. Stage one, what is that most like? What's the example of how that would be something that would be asked of you in, in purchasing? It's a spec. I want this lawnmower and I want it from this thing. Are we strategic in that or are we just the guy or gal going to the grocery store? We're going and our relationship is we are couriers. The next one, go to the store and get $20 of whatever's a good deal of vegetables. I didn't necessarily tell you what my problem was, but I'm talking about what what I want you to do. So what is number two more like? Somebody say IFB. 
So we've, we've locked in the spec, right? I want vegetables, but I trust that you will help me get a good deal. So we're negotiating price. Everything, all else being equal, find me $20 of the best thing that's priced. So two is kind of like, I'm not just telling you what to do, I think that you can help me, but your help to me is not telling me what to do, your help to me is getting the best value out of the $20 that I can get. Three, let's have a chopped salad, but I only have lettuce. That's more of an R, a standard RFP style. I have a specific thing I'm trying to do, I'm gonna name my limitations, and you help me execute my definition of what I'm doing. More strategic, I'm, lit, I'm, I'm having you involved in helping me consult and execute it. And four, I don't know if you guys do these in Virginia, what is four like? It's a little harder, it's kind of an RFP. It's like a solution-based RFP where you would say, my problem is forest fires, and I don't care whether you solve that problem with drones or weather forecasting or weather balloons or whatever. California does uh, requests for innovative ideas, and it's saying, I'm saying what the problem is, and you bring me a solution, and I will judge everybody based on how they solve the problems. So in the last one, you're very consultative. They're treating you as somebody who can help make decisions, and they're not even telling you what to do. They've given you a parameter. They're on keto, so we're not going to go get white rice and, and pasta, but they hate all the food, so help us solve the food. Let's be a strategic asset to our leadership. Our respected advisory role with our finance and senior executives on the impact of procurement on decisions on budget, process, and fulfillment. How do we get it? If we don't put the big rocks into this jar first, then they will never fit. We have to start with the big rocks of what does procurement have to do or else it will never happen. And then we build in the transaction work against that so that we're able to do it. In order to do that, we have to be able to set clear expectations on how long things take and be able to have that answer for where's my stuff. We have to be able to create master contracts to put spend under management. I'm gonna talk more about master contracts in a second. Master contracts are super important for procurement to be able to take the intellectual property that is pouring into these individual purchasing transactions Yesterday and create I had something that can be optimized over time and also automated. Processes that allow low value transactions to be efficient and effective. And we have clear roles and responsibilities for the higher transactions. What does the business do? What does procurement do? And how do we do it together to advance the work of that governmental entity? This is the first 10 minutes of that speech and I hope you enjoy.